This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. We are going back an entire 54 years to the year 1968. All right, are you ready? We are now in 1968. I'm going to tell you about something that happened because on Christmas Eve of 1968, there were three men. Their names were Frank Borman, Jim Lovell, and Bill Anders, and they were farther from home than they had ever been before in their entire life. In fact, they were farther from home than any human being had ever been before because those three men were astronauts. Here's a picture of those three astronauts. So here's Frank Borman, Bill Anders, and Jim Lovell. They were astronauts, and they were the astronauts of Apollo 8. And instead of spending uh, Christmas that year on Earth, they spent Christmas that year at the moon. See, the plan for Apollo 8, these guys had been preparing for a long time to go on this mission. The plan originally was for them to fly up to the moon, and they were going to be the first human beings to land on the moon. And they were excited about it because the U.S. was working really hard to get to the moon at that point because they were trying to beat the Russians there. The Russians were trying to get there too. And the U.S. really wanted to be the first country to get to the moon. And everything looked like it was going to work out for this mission in 1968 to go to the moon and for them to land on the moon. But then they found out that the lunar module part of the spaceship was not going to be ready until the next year, which meant that they might have what they needed to get to the moon, but they wouldn't be able to actually land on the moon. But instead of postponing the mission, they decided to go anyway. They were going to fly all the way up to the moon. They wouldn't be able to land, but they were going to orbit the moon. You know what that means, right? They were going to fly, they were going to, uh, fly around the moon several times, get in orbit around the moon, and they would be able to see the moon up close, get things ready for the next mission, so that another mission, another group of astronauts would be able to land on the moon. And it worked out with the schedule that this was going to happen right around Christmas time. They actually only had four months to prepare for the mission. You might say, four months, that's kind of a long time. Well, not if you're an astronaut getting ready to go into space. Because if you think about it, they had all kinds of new technology they were using. They were going to be doing something no human being had ever done before. But everything got ready December 21st, 1968. Uh, the, the rocket launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, and they were on their way to the moon. Well, everything went as planned with their launch. And uh, can you imagine what it would feel like? to know that you are one of the first human beings traveling to the moon. Well, these guys were excited about it, but it took a little while to get there. So, do any of you have an idea of how far it is from the Earth to the moon? I'll give you a clue. Uh, the answer should be in miles. Any ideas? Any guesses? Uh, 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 100 miles? No, it's 240,000 miles from the Earth to the moon. It took them three days to fly there, even with their fast spacecraft. But they got all the way there to the moon, and um, they, they got to the moon, they started to go into orbit, they started to go around the moon, and they saw something that no human being had ever seen before. The far side of the moon. Because from the Earth, we can only see one side. And they started to see this other side of the moon that nobody else had seen before. 
But then, as they were quietly looking at the moon, they were drinking in that sight. It was just amazing, something like no one else had ever seen before. They looked back where they had come from, and they saw someone else, something else that no one had ever seen. They saw the earth from over 200,000 miles away. And one of the astronauts said that he looked at the earth through the window of that spacecraft, and he held up his thumb, and he could cover up the earth with his thumb. That's how small it looked from that far away. Can you imagine what it would be like to be that far from the earth, that it looked so small you could cover it up with your thumb? That's what it was like. And they said it was just amazing. One of the guys, Bill Anders, had, a, had a, uh, a camera with him, and he snapped a picture. This is the picture that he took. And this became an iconic picture that people all over the world saw. And this was like something no one else had seen before. Now, I'm sure you've seen lots of pictures of the Earth from space. But this is something like no one else had ever seen before in 1968. And they saw that and how small the Earth looked from that far away. And it was really an amazing and life-changing experience for those guys. They were seeing Earth like no one else had before. And they could really think about the fact that Really, Earth is just a speck in our galaxy. And our galaxy is just a speck in the whole universe. And they could really think about how small that all really was. Well, those three guys weren't the only ones who cared about what was going on with Apollo 8. All of America was paying really close attention because they wanted, to make, they wanted those guys to get there. They wanted to be able to see what they were going to see. And, of course, they wanted the U.S. to beat Russia to the moon. Well, 1968 had been a rough year for the United States. And on Christmas Eve, NASA arranged that there was going to be a live TV broadcast from Apollo 8 so that everyone would be able to see what was going on up there at the moon. So from all the way up at the moon, those guys on Apollo 8 were going to broadcast back to Earth so people on Earth could see what they could see. And this was... Um, we have to think about t how TV was back then, okay? TV was a little bit different than it is today. <laughs> and some people that are here today can remember what TV was like back in 1968, all right? There were only three channels, okay? No, and no streaming services, okay? Just three channels. That was all that, you, you had three options of what you were gonna watch. Um, color TV was new, so most families only had black and white TV. You've maybe seen some old black and white TV shows. That's what all of TV was like for most people. The, even the nicer TV screens um, weren't much bigger than the cover of this book. So if you had a TV screen that was that big, you were doing okay. The really nice ones were just a little bit bigger than that. All right, I'm sure most of you probably have a TV that's bigger than that at home. But that's what people had, and they were so excited. People all over the United States gathered around their TV screens on Christmas Eve to watch that TV broadcast. Don't you wish you had PJs that looked like that? <laughs> but they gathered around. They wanted to see that broadcast. They were excited. NASA estimated before that broadcast that a billion people were going to watch that TV broadcast. Not a million, but a billion in the United States and around the world. That means it was one of, probably one of the most watched TV broadcasts ever in the history of the world. Well, NASA had talked to the astronauts before they went up there. And they said, 
you got to realize this is going to be a big TV broadcast, okay? They were planning to do this before. And so they talked to the commander of, of those astronauts. Uh, Frank Borman was the commander, and they told him, you need to end the TV broadcast with something appropriate. They didn't give him any more instructions than that. They just said, say something appropriate. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was going to be going on TV and a billion people were going to be watching, that would be a lot of pressure, right? But they had to think, what are we going to say that would be a good, appropriate thing for a billion people to hear as we're broadcasting from the moon? Well, the time came for the broadcast. And this is the com command module of Apollo 8. So this is where the guys were when they sent out that TV broadcast. They were all in there together as they were sending the TV broadcast. This is what the TV broadcast looked like. Okay, this is what people were seeing on their TVs. That's, that's the moon. It's kind of hard to tell. It's kind of blurry. But that's the moon as they were looking out the window of the command module. That's what it looked like. So this is what people were seeing on their TVs as they were watching. And so they had, this, they had this TV broadcast. They're orbiting the moon. People are getting to see views of the moon. They're talking about what they can see. They're talking about what they've, what they've learned. And it was about, uh, about half an hour that they had this TV broadcast. And the time came for the broadcast to finish. And it was time for them to finish by saying something appropriate. So if you were broadcasting from the moon to a billion people, and you were supposed to say something appropriate, what do you think you would say? Wow. A billion people, hello? Yeah, they probably already said that at the beginning. <laughs> a billion people might be watching. Well, instead of us just wondering about it, since you guys are in our, the time machine and we're back here in 1968, I'm going to let those astronauts tell you themselves how they ended that broadcast. Here is what they said as they closed out the Christmas Eve broadcast. First of all, Bill Anders began, and this is what he said. For all the people, for all the people back on Earth, the crew of Apollo 8 has a message that we would like to send to you. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the Earth. And the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Did you guys, could you tell what they were saying? Yeah. It was a little bit hard to tell. Did you recognize any of those words? Yeah. They said, they started by saying, uh, they, they said something to the people back in the United States, and then they said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And he went on to say more from those beginning verses of Genesis. But that wasn't it. After that, Jim Lovell was the next one to speak, and here's what he said. Listen closely. And God called the white day. And the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a ferment in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the ferment. And divided the waters which were under the ferment from the waters which were above the ferment. And it was so. And God called the ferment heaven. 
and the evening and the morning was the second day of the mission ended that TV broadcast and here's what he said. God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. God saw that it was good. And from the crew of Apollo 8, so they read some verses. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. They read all 10 verses. And then they finished out. The last words that he said was, God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. Now you think about that. Those guys knew they were talking to a billion people and they were supposed to say something appropriate and what did they choose? They chose to read the first 10 verses of Genesis. That's really interesting to me. Now, we know um, that they didn't have a whole Bible on that spacecraft. That, those first verses of Genesis were actually the only part of the Bible that they had with them. But when they thought... What is the best thing for us to say as we finish this historic TV broadcast from the moon? What should we talk about? Should we talk about how amazing NASA is? Should we talk about how the United States is better than Russia? Should we talk about how amazing we are because we're these three astronauts who made it to the moon? No. Who did they talk about? They talked about God. They talked about the creator. You know, I think that maybe... As they were up there, and they were looking back at the earth, and it was just a tiny little blue and white ball from where they were, I think maybe they were understanding in a way that they never had before the words of Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. Those verses say, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. That means that when we look at the things that God has created, they have a message for us. They tell us about the amazing greatness of God, our creator. Well, they finished their mission. They made it safely back to earth. And actually, all three of those guys are still alive. Two of them are, are more than 90 years old now. But I'm quite sure that they all remember that day and that experience spending Christmas at the moon. You know, I think that maybe those three guys who are 240,000 miles away from Earth understood the real meaning of Christmas that year more than millions of people back here in the United States. You know, I don't think that they had a big Christmas tree in that spacecraft. I don't think that they had big fancy presents to open on Christmas Day. I don't think that they probably had a big fancy dinner with meat and sides and dessert and drinks and all that stuff to enjoy. I don't think that they decorated Apollo 8 with Christmas lights. They didn't have those things. But what were they thinking about? What were they seeing when they spent that Christmas? They were thinking about God and how great he is. You know, I think that maybe as they were looking back at Earth and, and seeing that they could cover it up with their thumb, they might have been thinking something along the lines of Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4. The Bible says there, When I consider thy heavens, 
the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. We think about how great the sun and the moon and the stars are. Compared to those things and how great and amazing and big they are, what is one person? Really small, right? So why would God care about you? Why would he care about me? Why would he care about your family or your teacher or your friend? Well, I can't really explain why God would care so much, but I know that he does. You know, man might have visited the moon, but God came and visited man. Jesus became a man. God who made everything. He made the moon. He made the sun. He made the stars. He has power over all of that, and yet he still cares for each of us so much that he gave us a savior. That Jesus was Emmanuel. That means God with us. This Christmas, maybe you'll have a big fancy tree. Maybe you already have that set up at home. Maybe you're going to have some some fancy presents or some presents you're super excited about. Uh, Maybe you're going to have some really great fun times with your family and your friends. And maybe you're just going to Uh, enjoy the the beautiful decorations and all of the things we get to have at Christmas, the wonderful, tasty Christmas dinner. But I want to encourage you, this Christmas Eve, maybe you should step outside or maybe just peek out the window and look up at the little sliver of the moon. And when you look up at the moon, think about what would all of the stuff that you have at Christmas, all this stuff you're enjoying, what would it look like from up there? If you were at the moon looking back at the earth, what would it look like? Can you spot your Christmas tree? Can you spot your house? No, it's all so tiny, right? All those things that we think are so big and so important, uh, they're not so big when we think about it that way, are they? But what looks big from the earth and from the moon and even from the farthest parts of space that we can't even see with the most powerful telescope? What looks big no matter where you look at it from? That's right. God does. So this Christmas Eve, look up at that moon and you remember that Christmas broadcast. And think about those words that those guys shared. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And remember that that God, who is so big and so powerful and so great, became a man because he cares for you and wants to save you. That's a whole lot bigger than anything else that we could have at Christmas. That is truly amazing. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that no matter where we look, no matter how great our ability as man as, as mankind becomes to look into the depths of the universe, 
we will only see more and more evidence of how great you are. I think about that new James Webb telescope and the amazing pictures we're seeing. And it just reminds us that there's more and more of that that's so far beyond what we can even imagine. It just reminds us that you are a great and powerful God and you are bigger than anything we can even think about. But even such a big and great and powerful God cares for each one of us so much that Jesus became a man. When you look at the earth, you see how small it is. When you look at us, you look at us with love. I thank you for that. I pray that you'd help us this Christmas to have a good perspective, to think about how small those things that we value so much really are, and to think about the fact that Jesus Christ, who can sometimes get lost at Christmas, is really the biggest thing. I pray that you'd help us all with that. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.